That's so on brand for you. So on brand. Yep, very on brand. Hey everyone, welcome to the That's So On Brand podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Mann. I'm a graphic designer and business coach, and I am endlessly fascinated by other people's passions. It's our passions that make us unique, relatable, and people that others want to work with and get to know. I'm on a mission to get people thinking about their story and how their life experiences have molded them into the entrepreneur, athlete, or professional that they are today. You may not be for everyone, but you are most definitely a person that someone out there needs right now. So join me every Wednesday to hear from aspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners and see just how unique, authentic, and inspiring each person's journey is. So let's get into it. Welcome back, everyone. I'm super excited. I have Courtney here with me today. Hey, Courtney. Hey. (laughs) Hey. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to catch up with you. It's been a while. It has, but I feel like I owe a lot of the things that have come since then to you. So I appreciate that. <laughs> oh my goodness. You, you put in all the work. Later. Yeah. <laughs> I did all the work, but you helped me figure out how to do it and get more people involved, I guess would be the best way. Yeah. We I'm had a lot really, about doing my work, I guess. Yeah. We had a really fun, um, brain clarity bootcamp group, which was, I'm trying to think of like when that was, was that I think we ended probably like a year ago ish. Yeah. So crazy. So much has happened since then for you. I'm so thankful for that group though. I mean, even, you know, Cheryl is, I'm still chatting with her and having conversations and I'll still get a text that says, Hey, you know, be looking in your email. I just sent another person your way or something. So it's been uh, just a gift that keeps giving. (laughs) (laughs) that's the goal right like when you you join something you want to make connections at last even it's not like people like you're gonna talk to every day but it's things like that when they're like oh I think I know someone who'd be perfect for Courtney like it's it's a top of mind aspect yeah I think when anybody talks to a friend or a neighbor or another parent who has a kid going into college or thinking about college and I'm the first person they think of who can help that's what I want. That's exactly. Really want. So. so speaking of, tell everyone who's listening what it is that you do. So the, the one sentence answer is <clears throat> I help families navigate the college admissions process. Sounds super easy and simple. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as most families have found out, and that's why they come to me, it's not that easy and it's not that stress-free. Um, so I I really start by asking a lot of questions and getting to know the student individually. I ask a lot of thorough questions to find out more about their unique needs and interests and their learning styles, their goals, um, whatever their criteria might be. And I also ask some of the same things about the the families, the moms and dads. Um, And then taking all that information together gives me kind of a snapshot of what school profile I should be looking for. And I do the research to come back with a list of about eight to 10 schools that I can tell will be a perfect fit. Think of it like um, if you go to book a hotel and you, you sort and filter all your requirements, you want a pool and you want it close to the beach and you want this and that. So it's kind of like that for college, um, finding exactly what works best for the student. And then once we have that, um, I'm in dialogue with them about, okay, are there any schools we want to get rid of? Do we want to swap out? Sometimes it's a long process um, before students even realize things that they've left off the list. Um, oh, totally. you know, I've had clients get to the second round before they looked at the cafeteria menu options and then decided to tell me they were vegan. <laughs> oh and my I'm God, like, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we need to revise this list now. <laughs> Let's go back over here and do some of these things. So um, so we start there, then we move on to working on the essay. And my goal there is really helping them understand what it is as a genre, because they think that they know and they think it's their life story or that they have to sound very smart. Well, they want it, they want it to be cool. That's what I want. They want, want to be me. cool, smart, <laughs> adventurous, or somehow prove that they've been through the worst possible thing in the world. Like, yes, all of those things are wrong. <laughs> That's not what this essay is about. That's not what the genre is for. So once I can help them understand, like, this is the goal of the genre, 
then we can work together to achieve that goal um, and tell a story about them that helps the school see why they are in fact a perfect fit. Um, and then I help prepare them and the families for campus visits um, so that they know what to look at, where to go and what questions mm -hmm. to ask. That's important. And then we work on financial aid analysis, um, which I will do a quick blur because I have a new tool in my pocket. Um, a very good friend of mine who used to do somewhat similar work, but from the tech side for a different company is writing special code for me to access the iPads database, which is a database every school in the country that receives dollars from the federal government, they have to report to this database. Oh, so wow. it's a collection of information about all the money they have to offer and who it goes to and what percentage of students get it and blah, blah, blah. So the code that's being written for me allows me to access and extract the exact data that I want so that I can pass that along to families and tell them what their best buy is going to be, what their best offer is going to be. Oh my God. So you're hitting so many points. You're because obviously the student who is going to college, they need to be the happiest. It's, it's their college experience. Like yes. they need to be happy. But I think you're also with that aspect hitting the parents because when I went to college or when I was looking at colleges, like my parents were like, you're going to have loans. And I was like, all right, I don't really know what that means. <laughs> like, cool. I guess everyone's going to have them. And it was them who were dealing with like the money part. But I think it's so important for kids and students to also be involved in that and like actually see the numbers because I didn't. And I think I made a good choice, but Right. So many people I know did not make a good choice. You know? Well, and, and usually out of no fault of their own. It wasn't right. even that they, they sometimes didn't even consciously make a choice. They just right. sort of assumed this is what we have to do. And this is the only option because they didn't have anybody to explain to them the difference between grants, scholarships, and loans and right. how to best position yourself to get the grants, which is free money. You never have to pay back. Right. And the importance of filing your FAFSA the very first day you can, because Pell Grant money, for example, is a first come first serve. Oh, and once wow. it's gone, it's gone. So if you do it as soon as possible, your college is going to make those awards on day one. Right. Um, and if you had your FAFSA done and completed on time, then you are much, much more likely to get that money that you never have to pay back. So right. it's, it's parents are not most typically not at fault here. Um, right. They just, they don't know what to look for. They don't know what questions to ask. And there aren't a ton of resources out there that are readily available um, to families. So, right. And like guidance counselors do what they can, but they're, responsible for what, like hundreds of kids sometimes? The national average is about 400 to one, 400 students, 400? one counselor. Oh and yeah. their training is pretty limited. Right. So <laughs> their training so is things. limited to essentially, you know, middle school counselor or high school guidance counseling kind of thing. They don't typically don't have any experience in higher education. They have typically never been a college professor. They mm. have most of them never worked in a financial aid office and they typically rely most heavily on software systems that are designed to just kind of compute all the answers and spit out something based on those algorithms right rather than getting to know each student and all of their nuances and um as a human understanding them as a human and what needs what human needs they have right absolutely that's so. amazing. So because this is a branding podcast, I want to make sure before we dive into all this good stuff, I want to talk about the, the, your branding and your logo and the look and feel of, you know, your website and your materials and like, what was that thought process like for you? And also the name. <laughs> name. Name <laughs> is Education Together Consulting. Yes. <laughs> that one actually came very, very easily to me almost from the jump. I don't think I considered any other name. It was just the most simple, um, both, both in words as well as philosophy. Mm -hmm. It was the most simple concept that was true to what I wanted to do. 
which is work collaboratively, right? So the name, the meaning behind the business name is that this is a collaboration. I'm not doing this for you. I'm not doing this alone. We are working together to right. accomplish. Like your input is important, but their input is just as important, if not more. <laughs> it is more important. Yeah. I can't give uh, any family, I can't help them get the right fit if I don't, you know, if I don't ask the right questions and if they aren't, you know, sharing all this stuff with me. So, um, so the name itself really was to emphasize that the work is collaborative, right? This is always collaborative. Um, and then that carries over into the logo because if you notice it's two intersected keys, Mm -hmm. um the key i always wanted a key to be involved but i also simultaneously knew it could not just be one key mm -hmm. i just didn't like that because it's that implies that there's just one way and one path and one thing so it had to be more than one key and i liked that they are intersected because you know it's us it's working together right um in terms of the visual branding i worked slightly against what i saw a lot of education consulting groups do, which is a lot of bl dark blues and greens, mm -hmm. um, greens associated, you know, with ivies. And I actually do not work with elite quote unquote elite students who want access to Ivy schools. Right, um, right. my own personal philosophy from a social justice perspective is that those are students who have typically had all of the economic and educational resources throughout their lives to set them up for that. And that's not really who I want to help. Right, I right. want to help, you know, working class and middle class families who haven't had all of those resources. Um, so I knew I needed something slightly different in terms of brand visuals. Um, so that's kind of what guided me away from, I think, a more corporate-y traditional look when you yeah. go to the when you go to the webpage. Um, so yeah, I think that captures the brand. For sure. And I remember we were talking about it during the boot camp, and I was like, the first thing I think of when I think of college, I think of maroon for like Harvard. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I remember all of us were going around, we're like thinking of colors, and you were like, "Great, I'm gonna do purple and yellow <laughs> because these are they, they don't have any like like you said IV aspect to them." Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and you wanted it to be approachable and different. You want students to look at it and be like, okay, this isn't like some serious, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like some serious. I definitely <laughs> wanted yellow for, well, yellow is my favorite color, but more than that, it, for me, it's, it's a lot of positive connotations. It's brightness, yeah. it's lightness, it's optimistic, it's sunshine, it's cheer. Like these are all good things. Um, so I want students and families to think of that I want them to have those kind of connotations in their head when when they associate that color with with my brand name. Because right. um, it's such a serious thing, right? Well, like it is. It's going to college, so but you kind of want to like take people away from that and be like, it's not a big deal. Like we're gonna. Yeah, <laughs> and some, especially now, so many students have been through a lot the past few years, oh, yeah. and it's affected them in a lot of ways, emotionally, academically, culturally, you know, intellectually, and so they i do think some of them are coming from a somewhat darker place than normal totally. high school students and graduates have been um so this week when i received some feedback from a client who she was you know her daughter was really worried that she didn't have a lot of options like she was thinking about maybe i have to do a community college and transfer credits but i gave her a list of 10 schools all really good programs on east coast and west coast that were all really strongly ranked um, fit within their needs and their budget. And, you know, I got a text within a few hours saying, you know, you did some magic here. You turned a despondent, you know, kind of uh, teenager who was lacking a lot of confidence and, and hope about this. And now she's excited and she's happy. And she was, she heard everything you had to say. And she was like, okay, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> best compliment from a kid <laughs> yeah yeah and I the thing is is I had no idea that she was feeling that way she, you know this particular student is kind of hard to read so I didn't that that was all just a bonus right um you know but it was nice to get it in the moment because because a lot of times you don't get the feedback until everything's done done yeah exactly and they're in and um then it's kind of like okay yeah you yay you did the job 
Um, right. So it was really nice to get this feedback so immediately from the beginning on a different part of my job that I didn't even realize I had. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So what what led you to start this business? Because I know that you have been in the education world for a while. So what what made you be like, all right, I need to do this? Um, I don't know whether to call it accident or serendipity, <laughs> but it did just sort of fall into my lap. Um, mm-hmm. The college where I work, there was a, a faculty member who went to a different professor, actually my boss, to ask if uh, she could get some help for her daughter on her daughter's application essay. And, um, you know, by my boss just didn't feel great about doing that. She kind of wasn't sure how to read the situation, wasn't a hundred percent sure of what she was being asked to do, but she passed it along to me and said, Hey, you know, would you want to help this person out and help her daughter with this? And I viewed it as someone in the same vein going, Oh, you're a math professor. Would you be willing to tutor my child in math Mm -hmm. or you, you are a great soccer player. Could you coach my kid on some skills or something? So that's the way I read it. Right. Um, so I worked with her, uh, we worked primarily on some school selection, but mostly the essay and her portfolio because she was going into visual design and photography. Oh, wow. And they're done that. (laughs) Yeah. So the importance was even greater that the essay and the portfolio dovetailed, but Mm -hmm. didn't repeat each other. Mm-hmm. They needed to be complementary and speak to one another in a way that highlighted the unique strengths of this student. Right. Um, so immediately, I think the turning point was working with her and then kind of reflecting on that process. It's like, not only do I actually have the skill set for this, but I have a larger skill set for this work than most existing established consulting firms. Right. Because you've been working in that industry for so long. Well, (laughs) I have 20 years of experience as a professor teaching English and women's and gender studies and and all of this stuff. I also have all this experience with students who I'm hearing them complain and they're sad or they're homesick or they're they're telling me all the reasons they were in this school or at this major. And so it's giving me all this insight. Mm -hmm. And then I've sat on committees where we're reviewing applications and essays. And I I know the decisions. I also see how colleges work from the inside and the way that they market themselves to different (laughs) student groups. And colleges are businesses. They they are, they are a business. And um, you know, what they, what they do say to students and families versus what they don't say. Mm -hmm. Um, So just the background and training academically and the experience within the industry itself, it just kind of dawned on me, like, why? Of course, of course, this is, of course, this makes perfect sense. Ideal. (laughs) It's like the inside scoop. Um, Yeah. So it was, and most independent consultants uh, or firms, they've worked in admissions all their lives. That's all they've ever done. Um, Rarely do you find consulting firms who have staff who have also been professors within the field of writing or published writing. Right. I know. I keep thinking and the English component too. It's like <laughs> all these like different things that add up. Yeah. It's so it's like, yeah, this is, and the it was so fulfilling. I found myself so invested in the, did you get in? Did you get into? And of course right. she did. She got into every single school or her top school, you know, she, Amazing. it was great. Um, but yeah, that was when I realized how perfect I was for it, but also how much help I could provide to families. And it's kind of like doing the work of teaching, but on a one-on-one scale. And um, yeah, so it just took off from there. It's cool when we try something new and then we realize that not only we're good at it, but we like it. Like I remember doing freelancing for the first time and I was like, I like this way better than my full-time job. <laughs> I, well, that's the thing I couldn't, I didn't predict. Um, and I've kind of tried to be reflective since then and figure out why it's not just because I'm invested in their success as, right. you know, uh, did you get in? Because that means I, I did, I did it, you know, right. or we did it, but it's also that 
every client is a new learning experience for me because what one student wants in terms of a good fit is going to be different from what another student wants. So the journey that I have to go on in finding those things out takes me down all these little rabbit holes and I end up with all this knowledge and I'm like, oh my gosh, did you know that this school at this place has X, Y, and Z thing and it's state of the art and that this school. So I'm building up this kind of knowledge base Mm -hmm. and learning things. And um, yeah, I just- it's genuinely interesting. It is because yeah. at the end of the day, I'm a nerd and right. I just like to keep <laughs> learning things. <laughs> I really do. I really, really do. I like, I love research and I, I love, I, I just love learning. So it's, it's interesting. I'm always kind of fascinated by what people want out of the process and the research that I have to do to, to come back is pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. It feels good when you get all the pieces of the puzzle and they're all scattered out. But by the time you're done with the research, I come back with this list of 10 schools and all the puzzle has been put together. And we can just like look at this nice picture of opportunities laid out in front of us. I love that. So you, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but you've talked about how other people in your industry tend to do things or like where they come from, but what are some of like the pet peeves you have about your industry? I think that it's probably a top two. Um, Number one, that high schools don't refer families out to independent um, admissions consultants or education consultants. Silly. Like why not? They don't seek us out and they don't refer families to us. And that is such an easy thing to do. Yeah. And it doesn't negatively impact them. Like, yeah. We're not, we're not it. competing for this. They already have a job, you know, like we're right. not going to take their job. Yeah. Um, it just seems like such an obvious disservice to all high school families who okay. don't even know we exist unless they kind of go off on a rabbit hunt all over their own. Right. Um, and then the second disservice would be that so many independent education consultants or consulting firms are just completely out of reach for families. Yep. Completely out of reach. Yeah. Just financially. Financially. I mean, you're talking families who are trying to find a school that they are, their son or daughter could attend for, you know, $20,000 a year, but yet a basic Boston consulting package starts at three to $5,000. Yeah. That's great. And they that's just not. Yeah. So all these kids who have great resources to it's not figure this out. Equity. It's like <laughs> it they're the ones getting the help. It flies in the face of educational equity. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would say that's my pet peeve, probably more as a person than as a profession. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just that it's just like it's, it shouldn't be that hard. It just shouldn't be that hard to get a little help to get into the door that is the best fit for you. It just shouldn't be for anybody. Yeah. All families deserve access to equitable higher education, regardless of their income. Some of these families, because of society, they think that their kid has to go to college. When in reality, so many of us probably don't need to. Like I definitely didn't have to go. It worked out for me, but I think it's pretty obvious. Graphic designers, like I could have self-taught, like I could have gone to community college. Like there's just other routes and I, I didn't get the chance to explore them. Yeah. We have that as a cultural norm that has, or is developed now as a cultural norm and expectation. We also have um, the opposite end of the spectrum where marginalized communities, students of color, are not only less likely to be expected to attend college, but they are also less likely to be encouraged to pursue higher education, both at the family level, as well as the guidance counselor level. Statistically, they are the ones that are more encouraged to go to a trade school or a community college and not even seek out other opportunities. And that's what I'm talking about when I, when I say, you know, educational equity. Those are the students that I want to work with and, and help their families understand like, no, this is for you too. <laughs> right. This is, this is for you. And here's where, here, you know, here's where the path is that we can take for this. We can make it happen. Um, 
and I feel like I can best do that work in terms of, you know, educational equity as a consultant rather than within the classroom sometimes. You know, I can do it yeah. in the classroom sometimes, but that's still part of this other structure that I don't have any control over, you know? Exactly. I, I can't make college level decisions, but I can do this work. So that actually kind of brings me to my next question. I know you personally um, before we worked together professionally, and you have always been very outspoken with what you believe in. You're standing up for what's right. You have like great stories about doing this and your everyday life. Um, and you are very verbal about it on, on Facebook. But I remember when I first started working with you, you were kind of struggling with how much of that should be integrated within your business. So where do you currently reside on? on <laughs> um, so it's, I think it's still kind of uh, a a thing I'm trying to figure out. Um, yes. It is very relevant to your because, audience for sure. Because right? there are, um, you know, in terms of my own personal belief system, my, the values that I stand for, um, my commitment to racial and social justice, those are unshakable. Right. Those will always be things that I share loudly mm-hmm. <laughs> and frequently and, and we'll leave no doubt about, right. um, other, you know, family stuff that doesn't bother me. Uh, I share some things on social media, but I share more when I'm actually working with a client and it feels relevant. Yeah. Um, if, if it's something that comes up, uh, whether it's, you know, my own personal background or something I'm going through at the moment, um, you know, and it feels like it, it has a place then, then I share it with families directly. It's been hard to figure out what the line is for what to share on personal media because, or social media, I should say, Mm -hmm. because as we talked about in bootcamp on one hand, and it's so, it's actually funny that you asked this question because my student evaluations just came in and interesting. And there's only a handful of students who leave narrative comments. And I think this is the first time I've ever heard a student write this, but a student said, she really like shared a lot of her personal life with us. And we really appreciated getting to know her as a person because it helps us create more of a bond with her Hmm. rather than other professors who just come in and it's all businesses, it's all class lecture. And then they leave and we don't know anything that's going on. And I thought, wow, that's, I don't think anybody has ever, I would never have thought that. So I forgot, I forgot about that. It actually reinforces what you were trying to say at bootcamp, which is customers can develop a stronger bond many times, the more they click with you on personal levels. So while I would like to say that I, you know, share a lot of what I do, whether it's hiking or racing or whatever, I still have my hat as someone trained in women's and gender studies. So I am well aware of the perceptions that people have of women in positions of leadership, especially other women. Right. Um, I'm also very aware, well aware of the stereotypes, you know, this is what an English professor looks like, or this is what a college admissions consultant should look like. Mm -hmm. And this is the kind of stuff they do, you know, that we have our elbow, our leather patched leather elbow (laughs) jackets and our cigars in the library or something, our pipes (laughs) and our tweed pants. I don't know, but I am none of those things. Right. <laughs> right. I'm none of those things. So I'm always kind of thinking like if I, you know, if I post something about loving Kendrick Lamar's new album, what is that going to say? Or like, what is it adding to, to this? Yes. Other than confusion. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. At the end of the day, I like a lot of things that most people would find, um, irreconcilable. Mm. Um, so they don't know what to do if somebody listens to NPR in the morning and NWA at night, right? or is reading about, you know, higher ed economics and trends in student loans in the afternoon, but also, um, you know, I don't singing karaoke. I don't sing, but but do you know, like those things seem dissonant to a lot of people. So I want to get a better understanding of how that impacts my potential business before 
I just share all the things. Yeah. So what, and you, you said this earlier too, about sharing things about clients as you're working with them. I do the same thing. Like, I think it's important for potential clients or people who know my potential clients to see Mm -hmm. like what I'm doing and what that process is like and what the feedback is like. Um, But you work with minors. So is there an added level of like, thinking about it before you, you talk about it. And what, what is that like for you? So um, it depends on what the information is, right? So I, I, I'm good with sharing results, which is great, you know? Um, So clients, student clients are always happy to, to say, yeah, of course, share, you know, that I got into this school. I love it when the acceptance letters start coming in. That's the easy stuff to share. Totally. Um, Same here. (laughs) It's, I don't find it too difficult to be able to tell the story without. Right. You could say like student A or well, K or, or whatever. It, so I ha- the form that I have, I ask, you know, can I use your first name, but last initial? So Eden G or, yep. or so-and-so or welcome aboard to the such and such family, you know, so whatever that is. Um, I do have, you know, some that are younger they're coming in a little bit earlier than a lot some of my normal students or clients and their stories are pretty specific so I make sure I have a conversation with mom or dad or both like how much of this are you comfortable with me sharing um, on social media and I'm not going to use names Uh, one case for example where the student or he was he was born with a severe disability had many many surgeries over the years, I want to say almost a dozen surgeries. Doctors wow. were not sure he would ever walk ever, much less, you know, walk with just um, braces, but mm-hmm. he does. And uh, he wants to go into some kind of sports journalism or sports management. And wow. when his mom initially reached out to me. Her major concern was that he didn't have anything to work with. Because, oh he couldn't play, because he couldn't play sports. And I know what she was, I know what she was saying. She was yeah, saying it just sounds he bad. Doesn't, he doesn't have athletic experience. Right. He isn't an athlete. He doesn't, right. you know, he can't, he doesn't but have the that's ability the to That's a unique work. component. But, I'm, but my, my perspective is he has everything. Right. He has everything. different and stand out. college would want to see in someone overcoming hurdle after hurdle after a hurdle and still be committed to this, you know, um, lifelong. Right. It's not about the sport. It's about yeah. the experience. So, but it was that it was a twofold process that we had where a I'm reframing the stereotypes and the myths that a family has about what it takes to get into college. Right. Right. And what college is looking for. And that's a giant part of my job. Trust me. But the other thing was I was illustrating the actual process of framing a narrative, right? She had framed one narrative Mm -hmm. and I was showing her how we were going to frame a different narrative because that really is the truth. The latter is the truth is that he has everything I would ever want as a college student, you know, they're going to fight over him. So it's like complete opposite perspective. It's amazing. (laughs) But, but, but it's hard as a parent, I get it. Cause you see things from that, that house. Cause you're a parent, you, you get it. You're worried <laughs> about the worst. You're worried about whatever yeah. attack is going to come to your kid's way or whatever thing that you think they may be lacking. Um, you're worried about the absolute worst. So, so I get it that she is, she's still, you know, her son's biggest cheerleader and champion hundred percent. It was just when she was trying to think of how are they going to look at it? it was the worst, you know, kind of nightmare because she was also still in line with all these stereotypes that families have about well, you have to do this, 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 and this, and you have to have this whole package and you have to be this extracurricular. It's like, no, stop it. Stop Stop the madness. Right. So actually kind of ties into the next question. I always ask people what their biggest struggle is in their job. Do you think it's you know, dealing with those different perspectives or is it something completely different? No, actually, um, once, once I'm able to just chat with families, it becomes, at least from my perspective, it becomes very clear that they are glad to have 
factual information, right. um, things that they have just never thought of, uh, that they didn't realize that they should have even been thinking about. So, so they're pretty good. Families have just, thus far been very good about sort of going, oh, okay, we had a lot of this wrong. Right. Um, That's good. We didn't realize this, you know. So, so they're. It's not like they're holding on to those stereotypes or myths. Um, for me, the biggest struggle has been finding time to right. establish, you know, a recognizable and consistent brand visual and message and create content. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting more into the rhythm and knowing when I can put the time and work in and when I can let off the gas a bit because it's always ebb and flow, you know, I'm very thankful that, um, word of mouth recommendations have been it. Those are me. always the best for me too, for sure. But they have just been it for me. You know, I haven't really had to rely on um, publicity or marketing to any significant extent. Um, it's all been word of mouth. Um, so I'm very, I realized that I'm fortunate in that, in that aspect. <laughs> Um, and I hope I can continue in that aspect, but yeah, the biggest struggle has just been finding the time, um, to, to keep investing in, in this as my goal. Right. Um, right. Cause your long-term plan would be eventually to do this more full time. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think that that was uncertain at the beginning and now it is definitely certain. Um, I'll, I don't think I'll ever leave the classroom because those are those the students I teach, A, I love teaching and I'm, I'm pretty good at it, but those are my people now. Those are the people who come, they help me keep a pulse yeah. on what's happening with them and what's happening in the pipeline from high school to education. What are they getting in high school? What are they not getting? Where can You're I go? The inside scoop in it's this changing environment. It's my market research. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So but that's also part of why you don't have to do as much like marketing or research or anything because it's integrated into what you do. And all also like like word of mouth is great because you're like it's it's coming from people who know you, but when it comes from people who know you and have worked with you, it's like an automatic in. You know what I mean? Because people trust that person. They're like, "Oh, they worked with her and they know her." So like yes, I trust them. I trust them. And so I'm going to trust her. So that's the best kind of marketing you can ever have. I think I'm I'm really fortunate that the message from each person who has referred me to someone else is consistent or each person who has commented or each person who has been willing to share, you know, a link or a post or something like that. They have almost always said the same thing, which is I'm happy to share this, or I'm happy to tell others because I know this is what you're so passionate about. Everybody keeps using the exact, almost the exact same verbiage. Um, so if they are getting it, <laughs> that no, I'm really passionate about this, that's that I'm doing, then they're, yeah, they're picking up what I'm putting. You down. got it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even in this conversation, it's clear that you absolutely love, love, love this stuff. I do. I I absolutely love this stuff for so many reasons that I never could have anticipated in a million years, but I'm, I'm not always a big believer in the whole, everything happens for a reason kind of philosophy of life. Um, I'm, I don't really put a lot of stock into taking a sort of cosmic look at how all pieces fit together. Totally. But here's the but, <laughs> if I look at what I am doing now and all of the steps in my academic career, it seems just pretty fishy. <laughs> it seems to make a lot of sense. Like it does right. seem like things have come together because, you know, even as some people within the college I work for have slowly started finding out like, no, I, this is what I do. And oh my gosh. And uh, somebody said, you know, you could, you could do this as a job. Like our, our office of student recruitment and enrollment and blah, blah, blah. It's like, why would I want to do it for one school when right. someone else is the boss, when I already am doing this as the job and I am the boss? Right. <laughs> None of that, you know, 
Um, no, I think that's the other, that's the other factor, one of the factors that uh, kind of separates me, like individual college recruiters or admissions people work for that school. Exactly. So their job is to only get students to that school. And they're part of the marketing they're team. Se- they're selling, they're selling <laughs> the product. Yeah. Whereas I work for the family. Right. You know, I have, I'm not a, a loyalty, no loyalties or kickbacks from any particular school. Right. It's the college isn't paying you to get their kid there. No, this is a, you know, the, the buyer's agent kind of thing. I was just and, thinking that in my head. And, it, <laughs> and it's, yeah, you would get this it's yeah. the buyer's agent. And, um, and the market is, is different for the most part. I think uh, colleges are realizing that as well as families. And so if I can help empower families to realize that they're the ones that have the decision you're not just leaving it to colleges to pick and choose. Right. You have the power to find out what is absolutely best for your son or daughter, where they're going to thrive. They're not just going to get a diploma. They're going to thrive culturally, socially, um, intellectually, emotionally. That's within your hands. And I can you know, help with that process. I think that's something everybody involved can walk away with, um, with a positive reaction. Yeah. And I think it's nice for the student, whether they realize it or not, to have someone who is not like the liaison, but like they're kind of on both. Yeah. Yeah, They're on both, both teams because I think my parents were pretty good in helping me decide. I definitely thrived at my small school that was like pretty local and had a good design community. That was great. Um, And my brother went to Tufts, which is like so dramatically different, but I feel like there just are so many kids who are blindly going with what their parents say. And it's not, you know, the parents aren't malicious. They're just like, I think this would be good for you. And to have someone come in here and be like, well, maybe not. Or like, let's ask the question that it's just asking the question. Well, sometimes more often than not, you have families that are just sitting in a state going, well, here are the colleges in our state. Totally. <laughs> and Massachusetts is not like most places. You know, we have tons of schools, but you know, I'm family. Oh, that's true. Tons of clients in Texas, um, Virginia, and uh, you know, wherever else and New Jersey. And they're like, okay, well, these are our options. The the thought hasn't really even crossed their mind that you could maybe find a much more perfect school for your particular student for less money four states away. Right. And here are the reasons why they haven't even thought of it. And that's what I'm starting to hear from new clients who were referred. They'll list, they'll say, oh, well, you know, your client so-and-so told me all the schools they got into and we'd never even heard of those. Right. It's like, okay, well, that's what I do. (laughs) I mean, but it also comes with having taught at four different states plus another Mm -hmm. country, plus, you know, presenting at conferences at colleges all across the country, plus simply being in academia, it's a tiny fishbowl. And so you have colleagues all over the country um, that can help you out. So it's, um, you know, the best metaphor I've finally started to use, you wouldn't go to a restaurant and try to order dinner from a partial menu. Right. Right. You want the whole menu. You want to know all your options. So trying to pick the college you, you want your son or daughter to attend or that they would like to attend by only looking around and seeing what's in your state, you don't even have a whole menu. Yeah. <laughs> like those hey, you're might in a even, little bubble. <laughs> yeah. Those might not, those might not even be on the specials list. They might just be right. in the appetizers or something. And they may taste horrible once you get them. So <laughs> like let's get a whole like menu of the best things you would want, you know? Yeah. I like that one. I'm hoping that's that one works. I think it works. <laughs> the it's metaphors cool. people come up with, I'm like, that's I always great. go to food though, man. Food is my go-to. Food is I my don't blame you. <laughs> Take a look at the whole buffet before you decide what to put on the plate. That I, that's perfect. I love it. All right. I have the list of the weird random questions that everyone loves. So first one. If you were a car, what would you be? This one is easy. I would be my car. I have, a 20, I have a 2014 Hyundai Santa Fe, and it was the exact car I wanted. <laughs> I love it. 
I still love it. When I get a new car, it's going to be the same thing. It's yeah, gonna be I just got thing. another F4. <laughs> yeah, um, because it's comfortable. It's been great to me. And it goes on some pretty awesome adventures. So totally. I, I would want to be my car too. <laughs> and it's like approachable. It's not like a fancy car, you know. No, no. And the mechanic says he loves the way they're built. So well, that, we love that. <laughs> so I'm going to be like, okay, that sounds good to me. I would like to be a car about, about which someone says that, that works for me. <laughs> Seems solid. <laughs> Handles oh great. God. Safe on the road. Yes. Yeah. That was easy. Good choice. I like that. Okay. So along the same lines, I always ask people, when was the last time someone said something like, wow, that's so on brand for you or wow, that's so you. What, what are they, what are they seeing or talking about or thinking about? I guess that one's really hard because I, I have a list of things, but it's easy for me because I'm another person. I'm not you. Oh, that are on brand for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well then maybe you should help me. <laughs> I'm like, I don't like nobody I know would use those words except you on brand, but they say a lot of things that are so me. Yeah. Well, um, what do they say? When they usually say it's when I describe something I'm doing for a client or something right. that needs to be done or that I wish I could do. Um, so for example, who, I don't remember who I was talking to, but, um, I was basically detailing that, you know, kind of one of the side benefits of the work that I do is by the end, not, I hope there's not an end, but in the process <laughs> of all this research, I can create this essentially my own database. Yep. That makes my process easier every time. Totally. Because I'm just always I adding to it. Enter into this. And so if somebody says, um, you know, I want a mid-size, a small to mid-sized school that's environmentally friendly and committed to eco-justice, blah, 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 in the PAC Northwest, I automatically know how to filter all of my info and go to these schools and be like, da-da-da-da-da, you know, right here. And so it, but it like a wizard. A <laughs> well, it all came out of a conversation that was something like, you know, I just want this compilation. Like I want everything to be orderly and, and arranged. And, and they were like, yep, that's definitely that's you. Yeah, that's organization, yeah. <laughs> random <Planning>. facts. <laughs> yes. Planning all of the things and organizing all of the knowledge. Yes. Make it easy. I think I, I'd be interested to see what you, what yours well I have like I, I think with every person that we meet and I'm sure you have this for me too but I have different like buckets that I, I associate with people so I associate with you Spartan racing and like racing and trails and hiking because that's how I met you and yeah that just makes sense for me but I also think of you when like I see a story about like an outspoken woman or like someone standing up for that like there's like the social justice bucket. There's like the active bucket and then the educational bucket. Like, I think those three things, if I saw anything in that realm, I'd be like, Courtney, <laughs> even yeah. if it's just for a second, like, you I guess, that. I think then that makes me think of another thing that popped up. We were doing like a kind of a welcome brunch for a new faculty member and someone mentioned uh, that a student was talking about a hiking club and it was other faculty and they were yes and they were like you would be perfect for that uh, yeah and, but that's why I was thinking I was like college my students don't want to hike with me they get enough of me in the classroom and it turned out they had actually gone to the professor and they were like well we'd add we would like her to do this but you know we don't want to ask we, yeah we weren't sure if she would, we know she's busy and so oh. I was like well, if y'all say you'll come, of course I'll show you how to hike. <laughs> of course. That's so, such a compliment. Training too. Well, there's so many female students who don't feel confident or comfortable enough to even go to the gym alone, much less totally. into the woods. So with the proximity of Blue Hills to, to where I'm teaching, it just makes sense. Oh, that's so. fun. You, you got to combine things. That's so fun. That You're good at fun. that. <laughs> That, <laughs> hey, make it easier. What is it? You know, train, train smarter, not harder. Not harder. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Two more questions. Okay. One, how, what were you like as a child? Or tell me a childhood story about you that's like very you. 
I'm very curious. Actually, I was very much like a child, like I am now. That's what I would picture. Exactly. (laughs) Um, I just wanted to be outside Mm -hmm. playing in dirt, water, climbing trees, catching (laughs) tadpoles or snakes or fish or anything I could. And if I couldn't do that, like I got in trouble, which I did a lot, (laughs) um, (laughs) then I would be reading uh, because my grandparents were all very good about supporting my love of reading and taking me to the library and getting my library card and making sure I always had fresh library books to check out. Yeah. Um, and constantly in trouble for talking all the time. (laughs) I would have guessed so right. (laughs) My grandmother used to constantly get on me about like when I would walk through the entryway into her house, just I'm here, I'm here, you know, and like my hands are all over her walls. Um, but the running joke slash best story from that, that set of grandparents is my grandfather always used to tell me very lovingly and patiently, you know, Courtney Beth, if you can just keep your mouth shut for five minutes, I will give you the button off my drawers. Oh my God. It's kind of a really common euphemism in the South. Yeah. So when he passed away, I was, um, I was pretty young. I was not quite a teenager yet. And, mm-hmm. uh after the funeral, my grandmother came to me and she said, the funny thing about that is, you know, he didn't have buttons on his drawers. He wore boxers, but here you go. And she had taken um, a pair of scissors and cut the snap off of one of his pairs of boxers and gave it to me. That's so sweet. And like, that's, it's those kinds of things that like mean more to me than anything Anything of monetary value. Yeah, because no one else is ever gonna think of that. Like that's it's just such a specific memory from from your life. It's like, yeah. oh my god. Like all all that man wanted was five minutes of silence. I <laughs> 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 couldn't get it. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. So it was she just secretly really, loved it. Yeah. It, it was just such a tender, tender thing for her to do and thoughtful. That is really so, thoughtful. I love it. Took a long time. It took a long time to get that button. That's not. Yeah, you got it. I have always been me. I would have, I would have guessed that. I would have been shocked if you were like, "Oh, I used to be quiet." I'd be like, "You're lying." It it hurts. Look at you now. Skill you practice. Yeah, that was that was definitely one of my one of my most favorite childhood memories, and also a reflection of very much who I was and who I am. Yeah. hundred percent. That's perfect. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On the same topic, I always ask people about funny story. What comes to mind (laughs) for you when I say, what is one of the funniest things you've ever witnessed? Um, I, there may, there may, in fact, I'm sure be funnier things, but one of the things that is, kind of on my mind because I was just up in New Hampshire hiking um and I don't know if you if you knew that I take my girls camping there yep what has been every year we usually go to this we go to the same place Lafayette place campground um and the last time we went my oldest daughter was was with us so I had all three of my daughters my oldest was pregnant at the time things were a little stressful because she was in her first trimester so she was tired and cranky and Movie. All the above, yeah. And I'm, you know, trying to herd these cats, and so we finally get to the point where everybody needs to shower. And at the campground, you know, they're coin operated. Things yep. kind of need to be something like five minutes. You're like, go. Yeah, you're. You have to be synchronized so that everybody's in and out and dried yep. in the car at the same time. And I don't know why, but for some reason, my youngest daughter refused. She was so angry about having to shower. So just personally offended that she couldn't wait one more day she got out of the car and just walked into the woods and just stood there behind a tree like I couldn't see and I couldn't help but laugh and then my other girls start laughing and that just made it all so much worse yeah then she just got more angry because her plan wasn't working and then the more angry that she got the more we we couldn't She's just 
standing there in a bathing suit holding a shower towel behind a tree in the white mountain forest i'm just like what are you doing <laughs> like we still can't talk about it oh my god we really? still can't talk about it without laughing and her oh. still getting mad about it oh my god she still gets mad that we were laughing and i don't know why but it was just the most ridiculous thing yeah it's like not the craziest it's like when when we're kids and we don't want to bathe i'm like i want to bathe like every hour (laughs) yeah yeah two showers a day sign me up and i want to take my time yeah you know i want to luxuriate in it and this this kid who had been (laughs) in the woods and hiking and sweaty and funky and in a tent for like at least two days just ripe was not having (laughs) So she would rather stomp barefoot through the trees. Oh my god, barefoot! Ow! Watching a shower towel and standing there, like, what? What do you? If I drove away, like, what was gonna happen? What are you gonna do? You'd You're be out there for all towel. night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's getting dark. Good luck with that. <laughs> Kids are ridiculous. It was the obstinacy for me. <laughs> <laughs> the commitment. The commitment. There. I'm like, well, it sounds like you. <laughs> I mean. I get it. If that's if that's the 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 thing you want to die on, if that's the stake you want to die on, go for it. <laughs> Life but must that... be very interesting with three daughters. <laughs> yeah, they all have very distinctly different personalities. Oh, interesting. So, um, they are not always complementary personalities. <laughs> no, I can imagine. But it does end up with us laughing a lot because. There, it's almost like hearing three different people speak three different languages and right. they not understand why they can't communicate with each other. <laughs> so that's the best way I can explain it. You're like, all right, another day. Here we and go. the best place to do that is in the woods. Where, yeah. You know, where there are no devices and you just got to work it out. We're working on diplomacy skills. That's what we're doing. No, that's awesome. I didn't get into hiking until I was in like college or just after. Like I hiked a little bit. Oh, they're not it, into it. They're not into it at all. I mean, at least they're like doing it. Yeah. They, you know, they, that's cool. They they hate it, but if they're all three together, they're usually bickering and um doing those things rather than like taking it out on me. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So um in one way or the other all of the crazy stuff that happens when we do that these are all memories that i want them yeah to it's bonding when they they're back. gonna love it when they look so, back nobody's ever gonna forget seeing amelia shivering in the darkness <laughs> the tree, to live on forever so yeah maybe <laughs> one day she'll be able to laugh at it too. oh I i'm hope. sure she will i hope that's yeah. amazing that's what i've got awesome well thanks for that i I love the funny stories. They make me laugh, at least. I need them. <laughs> I need more. I think we all need more funny, but I especially need more funny. In my Agreed. Life. Agreed. All right. Well, that's all my questions for you. This has been really fun. I appreciate you coming on. I'm so glad that you're inviting me and that you made the time and that I can do this. This is awesome. And I hope... Um, I hope anybody else who hears this and has questions will reach out. You know? Yeah. How, how can they reach out? I, I'll put like the spelling and everything like in the show notes. So don't worry. Yeah. Um, best way is to email me, um, which is, you know, Courtney.bags at curry.edu or to just give me a quick phone call. You've got my number on my chain, yeah. 774-218-7915. And we can go from there. Easy peasy. Cool. So chill. (laughs) Well, I mean, I offer in the first consultation, like I, I'm I answer questions for free. I'm not. You want to know if it's a good fit for both of you. Yeah. It it takes a while. So I'm in no rush. um, And I'll answer whatever questions people have. And if I don't know the answers, I'll either point them to someone else or I'll try to find the answers. Amazing. Amazing. Everyone reach out if you have if you're a college student or if you have or not you know, anybody who's got a high school student anyone who has kids yeah that are thinking about so valuable the the pipeline starts much earlier than i ever would have imagined when i was in school i've got sophomores yeah i think out. i started touring 
the summer between sophomore and junior year. The problem is, unfortunately, a lot of people are touring without even having thought. Yeah, I know. You're like, oh. You're like, I'm just going to go wander around some campuses and see what, what I like. Well, I remember I went to Emmanuel with my dad and we literally like walked. We saw the group. We looked around and I go, I don't want to do this. And he was like, yeah, this place is stupid. <laughs> like, it just like was not for me at all. Like, I'm not yeah. a city person. I was like, why are we here? Like, this is crazy. There were a couple of them where I just like walked out. We're like, we're not doing this. <laughs> yeah. So don't waste your time. The goal is to figure out what people are looking for first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then they go to the campuses and go, oh my gosh, you were right. This was totally my vibe. I love this. This is where I belong. I, I could see myself here before. And now I, now that I'm here, really I definitely can, can feel it. Yes. Exactly. So to avoid things like that, <laughs> yeah. Courtney. questions first, that'd be like going to vacation and you're like, maybe I want Aruba and you go to Aruba and you're like, oh, I actually don't like Aruba. Like <laughs> nobody would do that for vacation. So why would you do it for a four year space? You're going to live yeah, that you're going to pay a lot of pay money, a lot of money for. So <laughs> yeah. again, it's just like, do yourself a favor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and your family, who's who are likely contributing lots of money, do them a favor. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Awesome. All right. <laughs> anyway, I totally think everyone should reach out to Courtney, give her a follow on Instagram, and yeah, it's been fun. So fun to catch Thanks up. Thanks so much, Kristen. I appreciate it. Of Have course. a great day. You. you too. Bye. Bye.